listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you as always by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman, ready for another weekly go here on the pod. We have uh, Swift Current Broncos leading scorer Matt Ward joining us as our feature guest. We'll go down the pipeline for Crescent Point and have a chat with 2022 first-round WHL draft pick Peyton Kettles. And we'll do one more time with Matt Keeler in the head coach role. That's right, yeah. Devin Pratt uh, slated to return to uh, the team. I think Sunday is when uh, the Team Canada guys are coming back from U17, so that would include Devin, Josh Fluker, and Clark Caswell should all be back for the Tuesday game against Brandon. But, uh, you know, Matt Keeler's done a, a wonderful job along with uh, Troy Leslie on the bench for the for the time being. And as always, great to have Matt uh, jump on the podcast. He is a good podcast guest. Very much looking forward to that chat. Uh, he's going to break down a couple things for us. Uh, we're going to get to a recent 5-2 win over Regina, but uh, a big quote-unquote measuring stick type game this past Friday against Red Deer. Yeah, I mean, they were coming in. I think they were 13-0 and at that point. And, um, you know, it was you know, if not for a 10 to 12 minute stretch there in the second period, I thought the the Broncos played a pretty solid game against Red Deer. Um, you know, a couple of backbreaking goals in the in the third period with uh, you know timely timely goals from from Red Deer in that third period. But I thought uh, the team did a good job of keeping it close for as long as they did, and got a big goal from Josh Filman late in the second there to make it a one goal game heading into the third. But you know, Red Deer is a team that's just kind of built to, they're just built to win uh, almost every night at this point. So uh, they kind of showed their mettle and uh, picked up a 4-1 win at the, in that game. So uh, it was a big game. I thought the team played pretty well uh, for, for the most part. And, um, you know, hopefully the next time they see Red Deer, which I think comes uh, right before Christmas, uh, they'll be able to put on another uh, strong performance. Yeah, and, and Red Deer, they finally did lose, actually, last night, uh, dropping one in Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those unstoppable force meets an immovable object type of games there. I think Red Deer was 50. And, 0, and Winnipeg had won their last 10 and were 15-1 and 1 or something heading into that game. So uh, that was a pretty entertaining game to watch, and it was scoreless for a long time. I think it took until late in the second for Winnipeg to finally break the ice and then, uh, you know, picked up a 3-1 win, I think is what it was. And they're playing again tonight on Wednesday, so we'll see if Winnipeg can uh, complete the sweep there. Are you, are you like a big old-school wrestling fan? I used to watch WWE back in the day when I was probably in my early teens. I think I stopped when I was around, I don't know, maybe 14 or something like that. But I, I did watch it when I was uh, when I was younger, for sure. Because you dropped the irresistible force meeting the immovable <laughs> object. That's like a classic gorilla monsoonism. Uh, Rob Van Dam was my, my favorite guy. His uh, five-star frog splash off the top ropes was electric. Yeah, well, growing up in this area, we, we loved any Stampede Wrestling alumni. You know, the Hart Brothers, there were a couple others there too, Bad News Allen, but uh, it's not a wrestling podcast, as fun as that might be to, to host. Let's talk more uh, Western Hockey League hockey. Broncos most recently coming off a 5-2 win against the Regina Pats, which is going to make a lot of Swift Current hockey fans happy because as hard as we cheer for the Broncos, I don't know what it is, it's ingrained in our DNA to smile when the Regina Pats lose and when the Broncos beat the Pats, it uh, it just seems to increase morale within Swift Current city limits. Yeah, and it was a, a very entertaining game. I mean, Swift Current had a 3 nothing lead after two and then a pretty wild stretch of five straight penalties against Swift Current and it was tough to argue. I think most of them, I mean, two were pucks over glass, one was a boarding call, so, um, you know, it's tough to 
argue those penalties, but you, you don't often see a team get called for five straight in one period alone, especially in the third. So it was pretty crazy to see that. And, you know, Regina's got a, a dangerous power play with, with Connor Bedard kind of running the show there and got it down to a one-goal game. But just a huge goal from uh, from Josh Philman there late to restore the two-goal lead. And then nice uh, little feather in the cap for Josh Davies in his 100th game to, to hit uh, the empty net goal. So uh, it was great to see the team hang on. Gage Alexander was phenomenal in that game with 40 saves in the first star. So picking up a win on the road in Regina is not usually uh, an easy task, and uh, it was great to see the guys pull it out. Yep, great to, to see that indeed. Next action for the Broncos is going to be this Friday. It's a quick rematch against Regina. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Pats are right back here again the same time or same kind of situation as last time these two teams played where the Broncos played in Regina on the Saturday and then had the Pats come into town on the Friday. So uh, we'll see what the rematch brings. Uh, you know, anytime you get a chance to, to have Connor Bedard in the house, that uh, makes things exciting. I think when Regina was here last, that was the biggest attendance we've seen so far this year. So hopefully it's even bigger on Friday. And, of course, we know it's a, it's a pro-swift current crowd and, everyone's going to get behind the team as they try and go for uh, two straight against Regina. Yeah, and, uh, you know, with Regina Pats and Connor Bedard being in town, and, and we were looking it up beforehand, you know, the, the Broncos are certainly among the most affordable tickets in the Western Hockey League, and you have a chance to see a world-class player and, and a, a guy who's going to be an amazing NHLer in Connor Bedard at a very, very good rate. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of talent on the ice in general. I mean, the Broncos have their six draft picks. Uh, Regina's got two, I think, with their two import players who were drafted in Suze Eleven Sposal with Columbus and uh, and Washington. And then, you know, Bedard's likely going to go first overall. You've got Tanner Howe, who's a top prospect for next year's draft because he's uh, a late 05. But just a ton of talent up and down both of these teams. Um, you know, and like you said, when you get a chance to watch Connor Bedard play for 25 bucks uh, it might cost you 10 times that much to watch him this time next year so any opportunity to get make sure you come on out and support the team absolutely and uh, you know last week on the show on, on the opener we we gave the shout out to Colin Powers you know the mu- music guy extraordinaire here at the Iplex I, w- I want to continue that on because you know we talked about it there's there's around 100 game night staff that makes every Swift Current Bronco home game happen and I promise I'm not just going to limit this to like the production room type <laughs> folks but uh, th- this week I want to want to give a shout out and want to talk about the in-stand guy you know the big guy with the cordless microphone Trent Redekop I don't know how well you know the guy but the dude is just pure personality he brings so much energy to the rink and I've known this guy for a long time and there's lots I could say about him but uh, he he actually he was an actor for a while living in Vancouver and COVID shut down the Vancouver film scene so he moved home he crashed with his folks for a bit and uh, his folks, uh, Gary and Helen, they run Herbert Auto Collision in town here. And it looks like Trent's going to take over that family business. And he actually started some really, well, I shouldn't say started, but he was part of like some really high profile stuff when he was acting. And his last big gig, he, he was in the Child's Play movie, the most recent one. And he actually was killed on screen <laughs> by Chucky. <laughs> and... The cool part about that, too, what, what really elevates my eyes, is in that movie, like that was the most recent Child's Play movie, Chucky was voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh, wow. That's so, awesome. <laughs> so not only did you die a high-profile death at the hands of like a horror movie icon, <laughs> but you were also in the same movie as Luke Skywalker. That's pretty cool. That's something I would I would tell every person I met for the rest of my life. That'd be the first thing out of my mouth if I met a new person every time for the rest of my life. <laughs> and he's cool about it. He's humble about it. Like that, that, that is not the first thing out of his mouth when he meets people. <laughs> Interesting stuff does come out of his mouth. That isn't 
one of it. But but anyway, you know, just want to give a shout out to him. Uh, our, our fan experience is a lot of fun this year. He's a big part of it. Just lighting it up on the in-stand mic. Uh, Trent Redekop, tipping our cap to you today as part of the uh, game day sh- staff shout out here. All right, coming up in just a bit, we got Matt Ward, but in the much more immediate future, Matt Keeler on the Broncos This Week podcast. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week Coaches Show. Matt Keeler has made his way down to this end of the rink. Matt's in the last seven days, uh, most recently uh, a big win over the Regina Pats in Regina. But let's rewind to this past Friday and, uh, you know, that matchup with the Red Deer Rebels. Yeah, for sure. You know, again, <clears throat> some some discipline issues and um, some penalties, but, uh, you know, we had a 2-1, uh, a 2-1 game going to the third period against uh, the only undefeated team at the time was, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Um, you know, so that, that third goal uh, against was a little bit of a – that was a tough one and uh, couldn't, couldn't seem to rebound after that. But, uh, you know, as far as puck management goes, I thought it was one of our, our uh, better games, to be honest with you. You look at the score, it uh, might not be telling, but I thought we managed a really good puck and, and had a pretty, uh, a pretty clean game for the most part. And just looking at that game before we dive into the Regina game, I think your team has done a good job this year of staying disciplined at the best of times, but that was kind of the one game where it got away from the group for a 10 to 50-minute stretch there. Yeah, and you could uh, – we talked about it before. Like, it was like uh, – especially the first period, it seemed like, you know, it was like a – uh, the best way I could describe it is like a teapot. Like there's, it's, it's just boiling and boiling and boiling, and and both sides are really feeling each other out. And then I, I just thought uh, that kind of game within the game in the second period, um, we were the first one to tip the pot over. Um, and again, when you're playing a team that's as disciplined as as they are, and uh, they know exactly what they're doing over there. And um, like you said, it was kind of the first time, so um, you know, obviously we we don't want to get too upset over it. But I felt. Uh, uh, we were the first ones to tip it over, and it took a long time to uh, to get it back. But the nice thing was, I, I felt um, we did get it back, and um, that uh, obviously that Philly goal was a big goal, uh, you know, to, to to make it a one goal game again. Yeah, and uh, you know, with a team like that, you know, you often hear the expression "measuring stick" type game when you're playing against a team in an organization like that. Did you guys view it that way? And if so, how do you feel you measured up? Yeah, for sure. That's we a lot of discussions were about that, and a lot of the uh, the te- like the, again the technical side of things, the tactical side of things. A lot of it um, is structured around uh, kind of the way that they play too. It's very pro style of hockey, um, and uh, so I, I did. I like we felt again five on five, and if we play disciplined hockey, um, you know, as as far as it goes, I think we can skate with with that team for sure. And I think you always want to see a nice rebound performance after a loss. So sure enough, you guys go into Regina and then jump out to a 3 nothing lead after two periods of play. Um, you know, discipline was, again, a bit of a factor in the third period, but it's kind of a situation of bending but not breaking and being able to hang on for that win. Yeah, and that, that was the message. It was, you know, play, let's find a way to play the same way and, and just uh, and keep it together for, you know, 60 minutes or as long a period of time as we can. So uh, great to get the start. And, and to be honest, I, I, you know, it took a while. We had felt 
we had some road legs there right off the hop, and uh, we got some really good goaltending the first ten minutes of the game that um, that uh, you know gave us that opportunity. And once we once those bus legs were done, and but I, I did, I felt we were managing pucks well. We were on the right side of things, and um, we were we were very uh, uh, pretty disciplined there for the, through the first two. So in the third, obviously with the two delay of games, so those ones are backbreakers and just seem to be back to back. And sometimes that's uh, you know us coaches we call that nightmare fuel, and um, you know it just seemed to kind of snowball from there. So, um, but yeah, again, the nice thing is we we found a way to control it, and again, it was Philly with a, another big goal there. But uh, um, you know, it's uh, uh, we probably blocked more shots in that kind of six seven minute span than we've seen all year, and um, had some big saves too. So it's a real testament to uh, just the group and and you know the guys kind of coming together and doing it for themselves because there was you know we even had you know guys like Ward on, on the PK blocking shots and um, you know having to crawl to the bench and, and things like that and it's stuff that uh, we talk about it hurts to win like it does it's there's going to be bumps there's going to be bruises and that was a game where um, you know we were we were celebrating pretty hard after that win but but the guys were sore the bodies were banged up and that's what it takes you know we uh, we talk a lot this podcast it's a weekly thing so we talk about what's happened over the last seven days since the last time we sat down and recorded I want to ask you about your goaltending performances on the whole it sounds like uh, Gage Alexander a good team effort you talk about guys blocking shots I don't want to use the term stole one in Regina but how big was it to get a performance like yeah that? yeah like you know everyone's uh, there's an evolution in everyone's game right now and uh, the goaltenders there's if you talk about the guys that work hard those guys work harder than anybody they're out you know sometimes half an hour 45 minutes before practice working with the, the goal uh, goaltending coach and um, you know th- those guys they, they want it they want it really bad and um, you know might not be the start that they were looking for but for sure I feel um, here in the last couple of weeks uh, they've definitely given us opportunities to be in games and um, that's all we can ask right now and um, the guys are working hard for them thought the team was very opportunistic in that game in Regina as well. You talked about that late goal from Josh Philman. There was a similar one that Connor Vinston got to make it 3 nothing at the time. And when teams kind of hand you opportunities like that, it's it's goals like that that can really change the momentum of a game. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we going back on the video and we, we talked it's nice to see after um, you know, when you got a, a day or so to really look at the video. But every single one of those goals was again, just being on the right side of pucks. And it usually was about 10 or 20 seconds after making a, a pretty smart play or a, a good managed puck. Um, every opportunity um, that seemed to be either on net or we had to rely on a big save was usually 10 or 20 seconds after uh, we didn't manage a puck uh, very well. So, um, you know, but it, it, it for sure, like it's executing when you create those opportunities. And right now that's the difference. Like, you know, when we do turn over a puck, uh, those guys and especially, uh, um, you know, those top guys that in, the, in the top six that are relied upon to create offense when they're getting their opportunities or putting in the back of the net. You know, on this chat, uh, the name Josh Philman keeps coming up. Uh, he's a guy drafted by the New Jersey Devils. He's in his 18-year-old season here in the Western Hockey League. And he was a, a what, a third or fourth round prospect draft pick? A fourth round pick. He's a kid that's making a scout look really good right now. Oh, for sure. And, you know, that's uh, uh, only obviously being uh, uh, me and Devin's second year in the league, uh, um, it's hard to have comparisons on, on the progression of players. But 
uh, all those guys, all the all the draft picks. Uh, you can kind of see the evolution in their game only in one one year of gaining that experience of going to an NHL camp and what it takes to to get your body uh, physically and mentally ready for an NHL camp, and then um, how it translates to the Western Hockey League. So, um, you know, kudos to those guys. But for sure, it's uh, seeing where they're at right now compared to where they're at only one year ago is uh, pretty special. So, you know, it's uh, uh, and again, only being 18 years old, there's there's still uh, there's still lots more um, in their game here to give. So, uh, really looking forward to see uh, see the progression of those guys uh, for the next year. With uh, Regina here again on Friday night, I wanted to touch on the last game where. Connor Bedard had two assists in that game, but I thought that was the best that the Broncos had done at kind of keeping him off the score sheet and away from high danger opportunities that we've seen since he got to the league because he's had so much success against this team. But in that game, the team, I thought, shut him down pretty well. And you can kind of see he was getting pretty frustrated as that game went on. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we, we had the D meeting right before the game. Just, you know, even I think we even had a stick out just talking about how uh, we need to defend uh, with, with him, especially on the road when you don't necessarily uh, get your match. Uh, you're you're going to have uh, uh, probably all your D here at some point are going to see uh, uh, be on the ice with him. So obviously he's a special player, um, changes the angle all the time and loves to attack. Um, you know, uh, guys sticks and attacks heels and will take players on one on one. So um, we just felt that uh, you know when when we when we're not uh, when we're a little bit too loose and we give a little bit too much gap, we find ourselves in trouble. So it was really just about defending with our feet. Um, we do feel uh, one of our strength back there with our D this year, um, even with the big bodies, is, is uh, they're pretty good skaters. So it was, uh, you know, try just not breaking at the waist and reaching. Like, defend with your feet, take away his time and space, and, um, you know, uh, make him really have to work for it. He's going to create. That's just how special he is, but make him really, really have to work for it. And uh, I thought, we, yeah, we did an excellent job. You guys had an impromptu overnighter as well. Uh, you know, Matt, how are you holding up after being you know, one of few adults uh, managing a busload of kids on an impromptu overnight storm stayed trip in Regina because there was no way you guys were coming back no, after that game no, Saturday. No, uh, for sure. When, you, when you're doing it after collecting two points, it's a, it's a heck of a lot better, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But um, the good thing is the weather was so bad that uh, you couldn't even go outside for two seconds. So it was we were in the hotel and we knew we were. So, um, you know, it was, it was a good thing. There was really not much else to do but uh, hang out and watch some TV. So it was good. We ordered some food in, and um, to be honest, it was uh, uh, really our uh, uh, our second night in a hotel uh, this year. So we haven't done really a lot of a lot of bonding that way. And sometimes just staying in the hotel, and you know, the guys uh, brought uh, you know the Xboxes or the Playstations, and um, just the ability to kind of sit in a room and hang out and uh, have some laughs. Sometimes you don't get that uh, uh, when you're at home and just practicing every day. So that was uh, you know it was nice, and hopefully we can take advantage of it and um, you know get ready for for a big game this weekend and you got another busy stretch coming up here three games in five days Friday at home to Regina Saturday in Lethbridge and then Tuesday welcoming the Brandon Weekings. so uh, another bit of a busy stretch here but for that Tuesday game should have some reinforcements back as I believe Devin Pratt Clark Caswell and Josh Fluher will all be back from U17s yeah huge and you know for the most part you know we've heard that they're um, you know Caswell and Fluker have been having a fantastic showing too so um, yeah it, you know even though they're, they're only 16 
both those players have had an impact in our lineup, so it'd be great to have uh, have those guys back. And you know, I'm sure they're looking forward to getting back and um, you know helping us uh, continue to to build off uh, what we're doing here. Right on, Matt. Thanks so much for making your way to this end of the rink, and uh, best of luck this weekend, man. Thanks a lot, guys. It's time to go down the pipeline. Presented by Crescent Point. Davies scores a hat trick for Josh Davies. Will we take a look at the next generation of Swift Current Broncos? Pleased to be joined on the phone by Swift Current Broncos 2022 first round draft pick Peyton Kettles, a defenseman out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, Peyton, I guess first things first, uh, how is your, your season going so far with the Rink Hockey Academy U18 team? Uh, it's going it's going pretty well so far. Uh, teams getting up to up to par, so I just feel like there's some stuff to work on, but we're definitely we're definitely getting on the right track. Now, of course, uh, being a CSSHL player, you've got to balance uh, you know your fair amount of school work and also a lot of on ice and and workout type of settings. So, can you sort of walk us through what a, a typical day looks like for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, go to school at around 8.30 like everyone else and then have my classes and get on the bus and hop to the rink at around 12. Get to the rink at like 12.15 and then we hop on the ice either at 12.45 or work out at 12.45 and then either we work out after we skate or skate after we work out and then our day is usually done at around 4 or 4.15 so... So how do you find balancing, you know, not only not only going to school and the homework and that kind of stuff, but also, you know, the hockey, the practices, the workouts and and the travel too because you guys do a fair amount of traveling to play a lot of games. It's definitely uh it's definitely more tiring than uh like AAA hockey, but I really like it. It's uh it's a good balance between school and hockey, so I like skating every day and I like going to school for most of the day, but I still get a lot lots of my work done and get uh get going with hockey now I, I kind of wanted to go back to um to draft day for you of course you were drafted sixth overall by swift current in the 2022 draft but throughout that season were you talking to a fair amount of teams and and did you have sort of any idea where you might go when it came to draft day uh i talked to a, a couple teams i i didn't know really where i was gonna go but i was really really excited when I got picked by Swift Current. Yeah, and, and now, are you a guy who had followed the WHL for a couple of years? Because obviously Winnipeg just got their team a couple of years ago, but had you been following the league for, for a couple of years before that? Yeah, I, I've been following the league for a couple of years. Uh, with some of my old teams, we would go to some games and watch, so it was it was nice. Now, uh, getting drafted by Swift Current, I mean, did you know a lot about uh, either the organization or uh, or the city before you had been drafted by them? I didn't know a lot, but I knew that it was a small town and a bunch of nice people there, so I feel like it's going to be good for me. Now, of course, uh, you are signed by the Broncos and ready to, to play for the team in the future, and uh, I, I understand that Owen Pickering was there to kind of give you your jersey and uh, take a couple of photos with you when you decided to sign with the team. So tell me about uh, about meeting Owen for the first time. It was definitely special. I, I really look up to him and his style of play, so... It was really exciting when he came. And, of course, you got a chance to, to come here to Swift Current for the first time to take part in your first training camp just a couple of months ago. So how excited were you to, to make your way over here for the first time? I was really excited. Uh, a little nervous at the start, but got those nerves out in the first couple games. So it felt really good. Yeah, and, and just sort of how was the camp experience for you? I mean, did you know a couple of the guys coming in to, to make it a little easier to adjust? 
Well, I, I knew Owen a little bit and uh, some of the Manitoban Manitoban guys, so I felt like I didn't I wasn't too nervous meeting the guys, so it was nice. Now I know your your dad, Kyle, he played in the WHL for a couple of years. He was a goaltender in the late nineties and early two thousands for Medicine Hat and Moose Jaw, drafted by the Nashville Predators in nineteen ninety nine. I would imagine he's had a pretty big impact on you and your hockey career. Yeah, he's definitely had a big impact, uh, just helping me uh, with my game throughout all of the years that he's coached me. So I feel like he's definitely impacted how how well I am playing right now today. And uh, yeah, he still he still helps me get gives me some tips, but. Yeah, it's really special. Now, of course, uh, people can always look at stats and sort of, you know, make a judgment on what type of player somebody is based off stats alone. But, uh, you know, how would you sort of describe the way that you play the game? I feel like I'm a a two-way defenseman. Just I take care of my defensive zone before I'm worried about the offensive zone. So I feel like I don't really care about points. It's just I don't want other people getting points against me. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Uh, now, you're, I'm assuming at some point this year you're going to make your WHL debut and play uh, with the Broncos at some point this year as a call-up. You know, how much are you looking forward to get a chance to, to put, throw on a Broncos jersey for the first time? Really excited. Uh, I'm really looking forward to having my name on the back of a Broncos jersey, so it would be re- really special this year. Awesome. Peyton, uh, thanks so much for jumping on here. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck for the rest of your season, okay? Thank you. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week, our feature guest, Matt Ward, joining us on the pod. Uh, he's leading the team in scoring, uh, you know, just over a month into the season here. Matt, uh, you know, it's uh, your second full season in the Western Hockey League. How would you how would you say things are going so far? Um, I think we're, we're pretty good right now. Um, obviously, we've had a bit of a, a winning um, part here, but we definitely started off with a tough uh, little first half, I guess. So, I mean, to be where we are right now shows a lot about our character. No, I mean, despite that that start, the the games included in that slow start. I mean, the the last four were were all one goal games. So I would imagine there was some belief within the room that you know if we can just be on the right side of one of these one goal games, it's going to start turning the other way. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, no, for sure. I think after you get that one, it, it kind of builds your confidence and to know you can be there. And obviously, uh, with us being you know more of a young team than most teams every night, um, I think it just the biggest thing was just that one, just getting over that little hump, and definitely helped us. Looking at the last uh, couple of weeks for you personally, uh, a lot of multiple point games in there. Uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, a bit of a slow start here, but uh, you know, you've been putting up a lot of points lately. What's been going right for you? Um, yeah, no, I think our line's been clicking. Philly's been scoring a lot, so I mean, it's not just me playing my game and playing good. It's you know, it's film and it's rough. It's our power play. It's I owe it to a lot of guys, so it's not just me going out there and, and having good games. <laughs> You uh, recently hit the 100 uh, career game mark up in Prince Albert. I think that was two weekends ago now. Got the game winner in that game. And, you know, to hit 100 games, it it feels almost strange to do it in your 18-year-old season when you would have done it in uh, your 17-year-old year year, had there been a full season in your rookie season. But, you know, 100 games in, uh, I mean, how have you you kind of felt about the the growth of maybe yourself off the ice and, and on the ice as well over 100 games? 
Yeah, no, it's definitely it's it's crazy to look back on you know your first game and and just reminisce of those old, those old times and and seeing how far your game's growing and and you know how much further you you got to go in the league too. So I mean, it's definitely cool to look back on it, but it's also exciting to know that you know you got ways to go too. So uh, I think it's been good. You know, for for you personally, you're you're in your 18 year old season and suddenly you're one of the more veteran guys on this team. You know, how are you uh, how are you accepting that role? You know, perhaps being more of a leadership type guy. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, seeing the leaders that helped you when you grew up, you know. I look back to my 16-year-old year in Farron and Williams and, and Bulliches and those guys like that, and you kind of take pieces and bits from their leadership and their games and whatnot, and you translate it to how you can be a better leader. I think that's one of the biggest things I, I like to do. And you've obviously led the team by example on the ice, but it's not always just scoring. You know, we just talked to Matt Keeler, and he talked about that moment of the game on Saturday in Regina where you blocked a shot on the penalty kill and kind of had to crawl toward the bench because it stung you so much. So there's so many different ways that guys can sort of be leaders, uh, you know, on a team, aren't there? Yeah, and no, I, I think it's a lot of it's just coachability. I mean, we had, you know, a tough start and, and our coach Prater, he, he talked a little bit about it, how it hurts to win. And, it, and I think that just for me, it's just blocking shots and, and taking hits to get the line or, or anything like that. So little things like that, if you just add into your game, it's, you know, it's about being coach, coachable and, and uh, just being coach, yeah, just coachable. As far as players on the team go, I, I think you're probably close to like leading the team in podcast appearances. You know, we talked to you just after you got drafted by the Broncos. Yeah. You know, when you were still playing uh, prior to your Western Hockey League career, and then a few times as a player. Um, we, we haven't talked to you, I think, for a few months now. But your first full season in the Western Hockey League, you know, 68 game stretch. How do you feel you handled that that schedule? Because it's a tough one, eh? No, it is, and you don't really know. Like you hear all about it, you know, here it's going to be a tough. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. But you don't really know how how tough it is until you get in there. And especially being seventeen last year, and you're playing top line minutes, you're playing twenty minutes a night. It adds up for sure. But I mean, it definitely makes you stronger coming into your eighteen year old year and and having that sort of experiences in your back pocket already. So, I mean, I just used it and helped it help me come this year so you had a pretty unique experience at the end of last year too going over to germany for u18s i think i, I talked to, to you about this on a separate interview earlier this year but now that you're here and talking on the podcast i wonder if you can kind of talk about your experience playing for for team canada over there as well um yeah no it's it's obviously not exactly where you wanted to be at that point in time you want to be in playoffs but to get that call is it's a dream come true you always you know want to be on team canada and and stuff like that and it's really cool going over to germany especially um but yeah i know it was a cool experience for me playing with guys like bedard and fantilli and and not only that you get to go with six or whatever how many guys we had go with us on that team so I don't know. I, I took a lot from that experience. Yeah, and you know that was kind of the beginning of the off season for you. We're we're still relatively early into into this year. What was the off season like for you? What did you spend a lot of time working on? Uh, the biggest thing for me was just gaining weight and and um, my foot speed. And I think I addressed those um, pretty well. But um, I don't know. Every summer seems to just be the same. It's just kind of overall your skills and your you're doing stuff in the gym but this summer I took it pretty seriously and I you know went on a little bit of a diet and changed a few things so um, definitely helped me coming in this year I feel really good and you got an opportunity to go to Toronto Maple Leafs camp as well I got that invite uh, heading out to Toronto taking part in that I guess uh, just kind of your experience overall in uh, being part of an NHL camp for the first time no it's yeah it's definitely also another one of those dream come true you, you always you know dream of putting on a, a National League jersey and um, just to see 
the, their prospects and see how close you are to some guys and it just gives you that confidence that you know you could be here in a few years and and you deserve this if you keep working hard so I mean just just a bit of an eye-opener I think overall we've got to know you pretty well over the past few years you're you're a pretty level-headed guy but at that Toronto camp any starstruck moments uh I, I'd say there's one where you're just like we had uh, like I was sitting with my buddy Minton he was drafted there and then we in lunch one day and uh, I think it was Tavares. He came up and just sat right beside us at, and ate with us. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And obviously, like, their, their coach, Sheldon Keefe, um, just walking around the rink and seeing guys like that and, and Morgan Riley, a BC guy, just practicing. It was just cool overall and to see those guys and how hard they work as well. So aside from the on-ice stuff, you know, the scrimmages, games, whatever, you know, what were some of the other things you guys were able to do during that uh, that week or 10 days? Um, we had a lot of free time, so a lot of us Western League guys, we went out on the town and just kind of exp- just kind of explored a bit. And we also, I think, we went bowling uh, with the team or the, the prospect group or whatever it was. So that was also a pretty cool thing. Five pin, ten pin. How'd you do? I think uh, I don't even. Remember. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember. I'm not a great bowler. <laughs> The, uh, you know, expectations for the team this year. I know last year there was probably a bitter taste with with not making the playoffs. But, you know, this year it's a whole new year. It looks like you guys have have found ways to win in some games. You know, it's early on and we don't want to put too high expectations on things. But, you know, where where do you feel this group is at? Um, I don't know. I think as the years go on, you get older the expectations grow and last year our expectation was to make the playoffs and I think this year it goes up and do do good in playoffs right Um, we don't only want to make the playoffs that's our first goal but I guess once we get into the playoffs the sky's the limit and you know you see teams do upsets and and whatnot so I mean I think just whatever happens happens in the playoffs so I think that's pretty much it what do you what do you think about the you know the way the team has grown from last year this year in in situations that are you know sort of you have to overcome things to win games and whether it's giving up uh, the first goal of the game whether it's being down by multiple goals and finding a way to claw back you know where do you feel this year's team kind of stacks up compared to last year well I, I found a lot of the times last year we I think we got outshot a lot of the time but when you had a goalie like Isaac Poulter you know he's he's a rock back there but this year I feel like we're out shooting teams and we're not really heavily relying on our goaltenders this year we were able to skate with teams and out shoot them and and out play them overall so I think that's just a bit of part where we've been a little bit different this year always like to throw this question out there but uh, away from the rink away from practices and working out and everything what uh, what do you enjoy doing to pass the time been watching some Netflix shows uh, a little bit of Fortnite with some of my guys back home um and then I'm I'm a big nap guy, so <laughs> I like to get some shut eye. <laughs> Did you dare leave the hotel when the team was stuck in Regina last weekend? Uh, we left uh, right before the bus was leaving, like 30 minutes before to go to the mall. But that's about it. Yeah. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming to do this, uh, Matt Ward. It's it's become an annual appearance on the Broncos This Week podcast. So thank you very much for this, and certainly look forward to a few more, man. Perfect. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to Matt Keeler, Matt Ward, and... 
Peyton Kettles for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast. It was nice to go down the pipeline and have a chat with someone who has a very, very bright Western Hockey League future. Yeah, he's got that you know prototypical uh, big right-handed defenseman profile on him. He's, uh, he's putting up some points here with eight points in 12 games so far for the uh, Rink Hockey Academy U18 team. And you know, I would imagine he's going to get some games with Swift Current at some point this year. The team is heading to uh, Manitoba in a couple of weeks here for their first trip there. So I wonder if you might see him uh, hanging around the locker room uh, during that trip at some point. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it, it's interesting because over the years, you like to draft the guys. From, from a fan perspective, they always get excited when you draft a guy who puts up big points, right? And, you know, some people question, well, why do they draft a defenseman? Why do a defenseman? It these guys can really be invaluable down the road. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't have to to put up points to be effective, especially as a defenseman. You, know, you can you see guys who have long NHL careers who don't put up a lot of points. I mean, they may luck themselves into 15 points on a year with a couple of secondary assists, but those guys who can shut down teams are, are just as important. I mean, look at what Josh Anderson did to this team mm-hmm. when they won the championship in 2018. That's not a guy who's going to put up 40 points from the blue line, but he, he just makes the right plays. He's physically imposing. Um, you know, obviously, I didn't get a chance to see him play, but that's just what you hear about him from that run. And you know, I don't know fully what kind of player Peyton Kettles is going to be in the future, but he's got that size. He's already six three. He's uh, pushing 170, 175 pounds already. Right-handed shot. Uh, you know, guy who has some offensive instincts. I think he was a point per game in his draft year with the U15 team at Rink Hockey Academy. So this is a guy who almost certainly has a bright future with this team, and I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing him get into his first game, whenever it may be. Absolutely. All right. A big thanks to our guests on the Broncos This Week podcast. Next home action is going to be this Friday, Remembrance Day, when the Regina Pats are in town. There will be some some pregame activities honoring those that made the ultimate sacrifice for us for Remembrance Day this Friday. Regina Pats are in town, 705 at Innovation Plex. Thank you very much for joining us for another edition of Broncos This Week. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.